Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Uh, we begin this morning sending out our congratulations to all recent college graduates, especially, of course, those of uh, Canisius College. I uh, attended their graduation yesterday. Great, uh, great ceremony. Uh, nice job, guys. One hour from now, we'll be joined live in studio by Erie County Democratic Chair Jeremy Zellner. Uh, along for the ride to help me with the interrogation will be Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News. That's one hour from now. We begin the show, however, this first segment, uh, the first hour, uh, with, uh, with a new segment, uh, an experimental segment that I'm dubbing the doctors. Now, we're not going to be dispensing medical advice, uh, but we do have in the studio three doctors, including myself. They're not MDs, but they're PhDs in political science or a closely related field. Uh, of course, I have a, I have my doctorate and I teach at Canisius College, also joined live in studio by Dr. Timothy Callen. Uh, Tim has, uh, has, uh, has, well, he's not wearing his signature bow tie for those of you who know Tim. Uh, we almost didn't <laughs> Recognize him, uh, but Tim, your doctorate is from UB, correct? UB, and it's in political science, correct? Correct. And Tim, ha- Tim is currently the chief of staff for the Democrats in the Erie County Legislature. The uh, uh, the at least for the time being, the majority of the Erie County <laughs> Legislature, the Democrats there. Uh, previously, he's been in the Erie County Budget Office. He's been in the Controller's Office. He's uh, he's been around. Also joining us is Dr. Brian Polliner. Brian works for the Republicans in the Erie County Legislature on our central staff. Uh, now, we call him Dr. Polliner. You should note that just a little bit of an asterisk. His doctorate is from Niagara University. Mm-hmm. So you uh, fellow Griffs, uh, you know, you can take that all with a grain of salt. <laughs> Anyway, the idea behind this experimental segment, and if it works, maybe we'll do it again, is we've got uh, three guys uh, who, uh, who, uh, although not MDs, uh, have doctors in something related to politics, doctorates in related something to politics, uh, and uh, we're going to share our political diagnoses, uh, perhaps our prescriptions. We'll get at as many medical puns as we can over the course of the hour. Uh, let me, uh, let me throw something out for you guys. Um, and by the way, we'll, uh, if you want to get in on the fun, whether you have a doctorate or not, you can, uh, pose your question to us or make a comment on anything we say. Number to call 803-0930-803-0930. Uh, let me begin by, by what was big this week. I mean, the big story in the news wasn't anything out of Washington. It was this, uh, this, this audio clip, which I think, uh, producer Joe has queued up. Uh, and it was Yanni versus Laurel. What do you hear? Laurel, Laurel. Oh my God, Laurel. That's good. Laurel. You, you know, I just heard Laurel. I heard Laurel. I've been also. hearing Yanni all week. Uh, Me and, too. And the thing about this, the thing about this clip is, you can have two people standing right next to one another, and one person will hear Yanni. Same clip. One person will hear Yanni. One person will hear Laurel from the same speaker, the same audio, and and it's it's just blowing everybody's minds. Tim, is that not the perfect metaphor for what's happening in politics right now? I mean, I mean, you can, you can, some, some news story can come out, some fact, some fact 
uh, about Donald Trump or about uh, Republicans in Congress or Democrats in Congress, and one person will hear it one way and another person will hear it another way. I mean, we talk about this tribal politics, this Yanni versus Laurel thing. Perfect metaphor or what? I think it is. Uh, and and uh, politics in the United States is is so heavily divided now, arguably the most divided I ever, I've ever seen in my 20 years of uh, working in government. But it, what concerns me about it is it's even more divided uh, increasingly at the local level. You know, we, we've sort of become accustomed to national politics, to members of Congress, be it in the House or the Senate, having these, these terrible divisions where people can't even agree on if it's cloudy outside or a blue sky. And increasingly it seems like that's permeating uh, local politics and local governance in the country. It's something that we've talked about in, in the course I teach, well, two of the courses I teach at Buffalo State College as an adjunct faculty member, talking with students that are pursuing a master's in public administration about how increasingly issues that used to be technical or um, very hyper-local in terms of you know, potholes and conditions of roads and waterways and infrastructure, things that aren't political or shouldn't be political, but increasingly uh, this division is, uh, is across the board where people can't, can't agree, and it's, it's very disheartening and, and bodes poorly for the country. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I would agree with you on the local level. I mean, I think we've always had divisions on the local level, and it's one team over here, the Democrats versus the Republicans. Um, I don't know. Brian, uh, Brian Polliner, you want to weigh in on this? Well, I think... And, and, uh, and, and remember, you work for the Republicans in the Erie County Legislature. You may be a doctor, and you may be independent, but... I, I understand, and I, you know, I, and speaking of potholes, driving over here, coming down Maple Road... Um, you know, I think I suffered kidney damage for, in terms of the condition of the road. But, but in in any case, um, I, I don't I don't know if there's so much uh, distraction at a at a local level. But you know, going back to your Yanni and Laurel um, uh, discussion, it's fifty percent. I was reading a statistic about about that. Fifty percent of people who listened to that heard Yanni, 50% heard Laurel. And I think that goes exactly to the percentage of uh, here in the country of distraction between you know between the population 50 is 50%. it is it let me let me piggyback or, or pick up on something Tim said when he said this is also local. You know when I see it it's more it's not even so much national. It's just about Trump. Whether you hear something positive or negative about, whether you hear something about Trump, you know, we have two tribes. It's like Yanni or Laurel. You yeah. two people can hear the exact same thing about Trump, and one person would go Yanni, the other Laurel. One would say it's good. One would say it's bad. And 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 you're locked into these camps. I mean, I'm not sure it's it's uh, it's so much Democrat versus Republican as it's just about Trump. You either you know he's so. Uh, 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 divisive. People have, or they either love them or they hate them. I mean, we've, we've talked about that. And it, and it just, just drives me crazy. I see that within my family. Uh, my mother and father-in-law, who are listening right now and uh, live here in uh, Tonawanda, um, uh, their daughter and their son, uh, my wife works in, in the political realm also, um, both Democratic uh, staffers in, in, uh, in local government, and they're very much pro-Trump, and uh, we often have some rip-roaring debates over dinner uh, talking about Trump and national politics, um, so much so that sometimes we just have to agree to disagree. I, I mean, it's, it's worse if you, if you view those discussions, those very heated discussions within families. It is worse. Tim said it's, it's, it's as bad as it's been in his 20 years. I mean, 
you know, you almost have to go back to the Civil War. Um, you might make the, the case that during the 60s, uh, you know, the, during the late 60s, early 70s, Vietnam, Kent State, that, you know, we were divided then. Uh, you know, I'm not sure we were as divided then as we are now. But doesn't that go to, to the aspect of how we listen and what we hear? And, and, you know, going back to that Yanni Laurel aspect, I think it's, it's how we listen to each other. And or don't they, listen they, to one another. Or don't listen to one we, another. We, we have, a, we have a, an opinion going in. I'm either – it's almost like, you, you know, uh, you, you can make a sports analogy, and now that will get the producer Joe's uh, um, uh, attention. You can make a sports analogy. I mean, you, you can be, my God, the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots or the Yankees versus the Red Sox. And you could look at this person and, and, you know, you could, you could have the same person. And if he's done terrible crimes and he's assaulted people and, and, and murdered someone, uh, if he's my team, he's okay. If he's someone else's team, he's, he's a bum, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned that we aren't medical doctors. So I, you know, I'm not going to dispense medical advice, but I was listening to a, a piece online that was produced by an audiologist about, what what we hear and and how our brains are pre predisposed to certain messages and so if if you know someone by the name of Laurel or if you listen to Jan, the point yeah. he's making or you just got done listening to a an old CD by by the you know the uh, by Yanni, by Yanni you're going, your brain is going to be conditioned to hear that whether it's Laurel or whether it's Yanni and therefore you know in this 24-hour news cycle if you're if you're listening to to a, a a news show over and over and over again, your brain is going to be is going to be predisposed to to hearing one message or the other. Yeah, I, l- listen, I, uh, I I I want to take a break in a in a second, but when we come back, I want to extend this this discussion uh, and, and get the media involved, the fake media or the the, the non fake media or or whatever, and talk about their reaction to this. Uh, so we're going to take a break now. When we come back, maybe we'll get to some of your calls. We'd love for you to call in and, and weigh in on this or any other topic you might want us to talk about. Uh, the number is 803-0930, 803-0930. When we return, uh, we'll be here with uh, Drs. Tim Callen and Brian Polliner. I am Dr. Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Yes, uh, producer Joe Beamer having some fun with the audio there with bump music. Uh, this is our doctor segment, not medical doctors. Uh, three guys with PhDs, myself, uh, uh, Brian Polliner, and Tim Callen uh, joining me in the studio. Listen, guys, I want to get to the phones in a minute. If you want to get on, 803-0930 is the number to call. But before we do, let me extend this Yanni and Laurel thing. You know, we hear what we want to hear. We, you know, two people in the same room hear different things to the same, same audio clip, same thing in politics. Do we extend that to the media? You know, I, I mean, I watch, uh, I, I try to move around the dial, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. And you know, some people who, who should be playing it down the middle are predisposed to hear a fact and go against Trump or go for Trump, uh, depending on which network they are. I mean, do you guys perceive the same thing? Um, I mean, certainly. I, you know, I, I, I'm a Democratic uh, political appointee working for Democrats uh, all my life. Uh, I, I actually watch CNN. I don't watch a whole lot of MSNBC mm-hmm. and I certainly don't watch Fox. Um, so I think all of us are, are and, and, and you're predisposed to watch something that that you know gives you the news you want to hear. Not just that I want to uh, see the news I want to hear, but it's almost like I I don't want to be aggravated by by, by, seeing, by hearing Fox News by seeing something right. that I disagree. Yeah. With. 
Well, as you know, that I I work in the the legislature with the Republican minority at this point, but I also teach both at Hilbert College and at Niagara. And in addition to my Ph.D., both Tim and I have MPAs, Masters in Public Administration. I tend to watch both, even though I more fully agree with what I see and hear on, say, Fox News or even you know on WBN. But I because of the the fact that when when teaching, I have to remain open and open-minded and being able to to listen to what the students what my students are saying both both from the left and from the right but but, uh, I, but I tend but, to look at both but the but the broadcasters the uh you know the the anchors of these news programs they are predisposed one way or the other they're going to find the negative thing or the positive thing about Trump or or Democrats or Republicans regardless of what it is it's again it's like Yanni and and Laurel and I just, I think back, I mean, you guys are a little bit younger than me, but I, I mean, I hearken back to the days of Walter Cronkite, Wal, Uncle Walter, the most trusted man in America. And I can't see him tweeting out some of the things I see these reporters tweeting out. I mean, they're supposed to be covering the president for good, you know, or better, for, for, for worse, and playing it down the middle. And it's either very negative about Trump, everything he does, or very positive, you know, uh, uh, yeah. point, putting the spin on it. It just drives me crazy. Well, l- listen, I've... Uh, I, I want to go to the phones now. We've had some people holding, and I want to get to them before the break. So uh, let's uh, let's open it up and go to Pat on a cell phone. Pat, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Good morning. Good morning. I, I think you've hit on it, uh, two things. One, uh, Yanni, Laurel, it's not just what's being said, but it's what you really want to hear. Mm-hmm. And your distinction between news programs and what WBN does or what Fox does there, there has to be some recognition that Fox is uh, most of their their airtime is devoted to opinion, as is MSNBC or CNN, as well as WBTN. But that doesn't change the fact that people say things just as past. But, but Pat, even even I, I understand when Sean Hannity goes on Fox. Uh, or, or when, uh, you know, when Rachel Maddow goes on MSNBC, they've got their take. I understand that. And they're going to be coming from a direction, but it's the anchors of the, you know, the more what should be hard news, uh, that just drive me crazy because they're so biased. They, they present it as fact. You know, when Sean Hannity, I know his opinion, uh, Rachel Maddow, I know his opinion and you take everything with a grain of salt, but it's the guys that look like they're sitting up there and playing it straight, but, but, but they're not. But, Kevin, what you see as playing it straight is different what, than what we're taught. Mm-hmm. Just just because uh, I uh, break my mother's vase and get caught doesn't mean that my brother should be punished for something else that is not of the same equivalent. Mm-hmm. So just because Donald Trump has given us more to talk about, uh, certainly more to talk about, uh, you can't deny that. He's not exactly a truth teller, and this is from an objective point of view. Pat, Pat Tim, Tim Callen is, uh, uh, if he had his bow tie on, it would be spinning around, but uh, he doesn't have his bow tie on now. He wants to get in on this conversation. Certainly. You know, I, I wonder how much of uh, the so-called media, I mean, listen, we're all biased. That's one of the first things I tell students in my class. Mm-hmm. I, I very upfront reveal my bias, uh, you know, from sort of a, a liberal and, perspective. And, 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 and that's important, though. It, it's the people that 
that don't admit their bias, that don't uh, full disclosure. You know, I feel this way and take everything with a grain of salt. They 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 stated as fact. But anyway, let, let me let me let you finish your point. I wonder how much of of uh, the media bias isn't just media bias by journalists that are predisposed to be left of center or right of center, versus the media taking umbrage with the fact. Um, that they're all being accused of, of, of being fake, that everything they report is accused of not being true. They're hitting and, back. And so they're punching they're back. They're hitting back. You know? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, listen, they're you know, not ignoring it. Shepard Smith back. on Fox and, News and, yeah. is taking a lot of a blowback by people who watch Fox News, accusing him when he points out inconsistencies and various things of saying, well, wait a minute, you know, how can you say that? Yeah. So, so here's a little test, guys, just for you guys. <laughs> so was Trump Tower's bug was... Is there an FBI mole inside the Trump campaign? Because if you answer yes to either one of those things, like hosts on uh, WBN's program, specifically Sandy Beach and uh, Lake, have said, or when you listen to Sean Hannity mm-hmm. and others that report this as truth, then you have to wonder what if Rudy Giuliani is just full of nonsense because he just said to Chris Cuomo, no, even the president says, you know, you know, Pat, those are two good examples. You know, was Trump tower bugged? Was, uh, was there a mole, FBI mole in the Trump campaign? I mean, again, it's like, like Yanni and Laurel, you know, depending on where you come from, which team, you know, which tribe, if you will, um, you know, it's going to determine your answer. Pat, I'm, I'm really sorry, but we are up. A, uh, this is Alan Harris's fault. He's over there in the news booth, and he wants to get in on the bottom of the hour news. But thank you, thank you for your call, Pat. Great call. Listen, we will we will get to more calls in a few minutes uh, after the news with Alan Harris. Uh, in the meantime, I'm sitting here with uh, with Brian Polliner, Doctor Brian Polliner, Doctor Tim Kell, and I'm Doctor Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline. Doctor my. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, uh, producer Joe Beamer. Uh, back, uh, back hardline. This is Dr. Kevin Hardwick with Dr. Tim Callen and Dr. Brian Polliner, our doctor segment. Before we go to that, we get an update from uh, producer Joe Beamer, who, by the way, when I came in this morning, was in his pajamas. He's since I guess he's sleeping in the studio now. He's here so much, still hoping for that petition to get through and get him the uh, the Joe Beamer show. Joe, I, I I know you've got the calendar there. You flip it every day. You flip it over every day. Uh, update me. How many days in a row since the Mets have batted out of order now? I mean, I mean, it's like that accident thing. You know, so many days without an accident. How many days have they gone without? Adding on is eleven or twelve. It's been eight. It, no, it's been more no, than you're eight. You're right. I'm sorry. It's got to be eleven or twelve. It's it was 11. midweek. It's eleven. Eleven days since they batted out of order, and for the first time in over a month, they've won back-to-back games. Oh my God! Well, let, I don't care about the back-to-back games. They'll win more <laughs> back-to-back games, but the batting out of order is huge. Let's keep a running total of that and update our listeners every week on Hardline. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll use All right, the very good. dry erase board. So anyway, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is an experimental segment, and so far it's going pretty well uh, with Dr. Tim Callen and Dr. Brian Polliner, not medical doctors like me, not medical doctors, but uh, political doctors, if you will. Uh, and uh, we're going to go back to the phone shortly because we've we've had uh, we had a good first phone call. So let's uh, let's keep it rolling with Drew in North Buffalo. Drew, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Good morning. Hey, my first question is: Is it poli sci or poli art? 
<laughs> well, that you know what? <laughs> that uh, 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 Drew, this is my show. I'll make the jokes. Um, that, it's a, but it is an excellent question because p- politics is an art science, is it not, Doctor Callen? There's there's no doubt that there's quite a few people in my career uh, take umbrage with the term political science. And, yes, and, and yes, don't think it's a yes, science. yes. But we know Brian Polliner. You, you deal a lot with statistics. You know it's a science, right? Uh, yes. Good answer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Drew, back to you. Okay. Now let's just get this Yanni thing and Laurel thing over and done with. All right. I'm actually concerned this will set a very precedent for things in the future. People exist to exploit it. They really could. Um, what happens is there's actually two names overlaid at different frequencies. And depending upon how you're listening to it, whether it's AM, whether it's FM, whether it's on an CTV, mm-hmm. you're going to hear different frequencies. Ways. But 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 Drew, you've got I, I know I, I've seen people in the same room listen to the same broadcast or the same speaker uh, come up with different conclusions. Right, but your hearing's also different too. I mean, I that's right. Hearing and other people and, who are older might have lost of hearing or have other injuries. Of course, and 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 I think I think we accept that. And and the question that we've been asking is, does it apply to politics also? Are you predisposed to hear one fact and you interpret it one way because you're in the Trump camp and I'm in the anti-Trump camp or whatever, and and I just interpret it a different way? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just concerned it could really get exploited. I mean, Facebook Mm -hmm. is one thing, but this is a whole other creature. I mean, subliminal messaging, right? Sure. Oh, oh, uh, certainly, certainly. John, thank. I'm sorry, we're going to John shortly. Drew, thank you for weighing in on this. Uh, Let's go next to uh, John in Buffalo. John, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Hello, John. Hey, Kevin. Uh, John from Rochester. But John from Rochester. Uh, producer uh, Beamer, you know, must have been thinking about the Mets. 100% my bad. John, right. I don't know why I put Rochester. Yeah. I, and Buffalo, I apologize. It, it, it comes when you sleep in the studio too often. I you know, sleep, sleep, sleep deprivation. Okay. John in Rochester. John, welcome back to the program. So what's what's your thought on all this? Well, listen, I'm a, I'm a doctor in political uh, reality. <laughs> now, now, wait a minute. Is that a shot at my two friends in the studio, Tim Callen and Brian Polliner, that they are, they are out of touch with reality? Well, no, not exactly, but uh, I'll see what their interpretation is. Okay. The, the, you know, the, the fact, fact is the 800-pound gorilla in the room is the media bias. There was a study I, I saw back in 2000, going back to 2006, UCLA, not called a conservative institution, came up with, mm-hmm. they were surprised at the results that 80% of major media was biased to the left. And I think it's gotten a lot worse then. And I think a lot had to do with President Obama and, of course, the uh, outrage against uh, President Trump now. But the bias on the left is unbelievable in the media. It's, it's un- just unbelievable. Uh, I'll give you an example, local example. Jerry Zeremski, the Washington mm-hmm. for the Buffalo News, read an article this week that he wrote chastising Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer has done a lot of damage to this country on his immigration policies, on his uh, fiscal policies, etc., and has benefited the left quite a bit to the detriment of the country. But I give him credit. He stood up for a, conserv- a more conservative federal judge. And you've got a guy like Jerry Zeremski who constantly puts out left-wing propaganda for the Buffalo News and the uh, whatever, maybe he's with Gannett, or I'm not sure. 
It's unbelievable. It, this has happened. Ninety mm percent -hmm. mm -hmm. of the media I've heard, seen some recent studies, heard some recent studies, is to the left. And then to put that on top of the university system. Now, Canisius is kind of the ex exception. Of course. <laughs> Thank you for saying so. <laughs> You go to Buff State. It's un unbelievable. But, well, I've got I've got someone we're well, going to hear from there. shortly who who teaches on an adjunct basis at Buff State. So, John, I'm I'm going to I'm I'm running out of time, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for putting that on the table. We'll kick it around here in a moment. Uh, and by the way, uh, producer Brian, uh, that's uh, two demerits for having him up as. Buffalo, John from Buffalo, and that John from uh, Rochester. I'll let, I'll Two let, uh, producer Brian know. Uh, <laughs> producer Joe, where's Brian? Brian is over here. I'm confused. I heard producer Yanni. Anyway, uh, Dr. Tim Callen, uh, we're going to have a response to John from Rochester from Dr. Tim Callen. Uh, this will be the Democratic response as opposed to Brian Polliner's Republican response. Uh, uh, Tim, your thoughts? Well, I, th I think from a technical standpoint, the, the article that uh, – John was referring to was actually an opinion column. Jerry uh, Zremski, who I've met a few times, uh, including when I lived in Washington, D.C., and went to school there, uh, has recently started penning some, uh, I think it's a weekly column um, uh, in the Buffalo News, where he's, he's allowed to go a little bit more uh, uh, with his own thoughts and opinions mm -hmm. as opposed to just reporting from Washington uh, on national politics. I mean, John, li listen, all, all of us have bias. We were talking about this uh, during the break, uh, Brian and, uh, and Kevin and myself. Um, every academic has a bias. Every, every teacher has a bias. I mean, every human being has a bias. We're all predisposed to think or believe um, uh, something. It's important that if you acknowledge that and, uh, uh, and tell people where you're coming from, you know, there's a, there's a saying in politics, where you stand depends on where you sit. And that extends to humans and, and all of us as well. And uh, um, I, I think it's just important to point that out. Brian Polliner, let me, let me go to you. And, and, again, following up on what, what Tim just said, um, you know, he, he says that, that we all have our, our biases. Um, it's true, isn't it? I, I think it is true. I think, though, where we go wrong is when we give opinion – and we present it as fact. And I well, think that that's where the media, I mean, if we want to circle yeah. back to well, the media. Well, let me, let, me, let me stick with the academic portion of it. I mean, one of the things we're big at Canisius College is critical thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they teach any of that in Niagara. I mean, you got your Ph.D. from Niagara. I mean, but no, but in academia, <laughs> critical thinking is important. Is there, is there just a lack of critical thinking out there in the, in the media, in the general population? Is that part of the problem? I've, I've, you know, do we need to retrain people how to think? I think it is. Um, I, I, I see that. I only teach uh, graduate students at Buffalo State, and I see that, uh, that situation in a lot of the students um, in, in my classes. I mean, they're so set in their ways, mm -hmm. and they just won't change. They won't hear another opinion. Brian, do you well, see that? Yes, and, I, and I've, I've taught some undergraduate courses, in fact, in, in critical thinking and decision-making. And I think part of, part of it from, from, from academia is that I've noticed in students they're, they're fearful to make a decision on their own. They're fearful to, to really think innovatively and outside the box because they don't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. and I think that comes from this whole discussion, I mean, you know, not to change the, 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 the subject here, but on bullying. And, and I, I think there's a fear from, from a student's standpoint of not wanting, oh. to, not wanting to rock the boat. 
I, I, you know, I think, I think there's a whole new, I mean, we could spend a show on that. You're right. And I think this is going well enough that, uh, that we will spend a show on that at some point in time. Listen, right now though, we have to take a break. Uh, we have one more segment left with the doctors, uh, at, uh, after the 11 o'clock news break. We'll be joined live in studio by Erie County Democratic Chair Jeremy Zellner. We'll, uh, be also joined by, uh, Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News. He'll be along to help with the interrogate, I mean, the questioning. Uh, for right now, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Doctor, doctor, give me the news and welcome back to Hardline, the, uh, the doctor segment, uh, for a few more minutes. Then we're gonna bring in Jeremy Zellner, uh, Erie County Democratic Chair, uh, after the 11 o'clock news break. Uh, guys, uh, Tim Callen, uh, Brian Pollen are both, uh, PhDs. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna declare this, uh, Segment a uh, success. Uh, we've got uh, callers still wanting to get in. Before we do, before we go back to the phones, however, I wanted to get, I, I, I'm not going to get to any of the topics that I wanted to talk to you about today because we've had such great calls and, and you guys have been so good. But I did want to squeeze in something about uh, the, the meanness of politics. Uh, and I want to use an example from, from each side. The White House Correspondents Dinner and that comedian, uh, was it Michelle Wolf, was it Tim? Yeah. Uh, Michelle Wolf and the things that, you know, going after Sarah Sanders and having to sit there and and take it on the uh, on the dais uh and contrast that with on the other side kelly sadler a white house aide and a comment uh, she made about uh, uh, john mccain and you know he's dying anyway which by the way i think is something that you know uh we've heard in meetings and we probably have said some stupid things from time to time i'm my my own opinion on that latter one is it kind of got blown out of proportion what what do you think tim from the other side I, not, that's not that she should have said it. It's a mean thing to say, and I love John McCain. It's just that, you know, we all say stupid things. She apologized to the family, uh, but the media won't let it go. It's like, you know, a dog with a, with a bone. They won't, they won't let go. We you all, disagree? Uh, no, not necessarily. No. We all say things in, in private settings amongst colleagues and friends and family that you wouldn't want repeated publicly. And, uh, um, you know, an internal meeting of, of the kind that's been reported that she was in, um, you know, a mean thing to say about a man who's battling through a serious illness and, and a, a great American, a, a hero. Absolutely. I mean, what he did, you know, the Hanoi Hilton and all of that. I once accidentally tried to load luggage, uh, Bill Bradley luggage in 2000 onto his plane at the Buffalo Airport of Prior Aviation, believe it or not, just as an aside. I was working as a volunteer for the Bradley campaign. Remember him? Bill Bradley. I, I remember Bill. Dollar McCain. Bill Bradley. They debated at WNED Studios when they were both still mm-hmm. in the in the primary race in early 2000. And I was assigned to drive a, a rider truck. The, from thing, the <laughs> things we learn on this program. Brian Polliner, before we go back to the phones, do you want to weigh in on White House correspondence and Kelly Sadler? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I, I, I do. I, I don't agree with what was said, but I, but I also think that there's a, um, I guess, a, a, an expectation of some, some privacy, you know, within, within a closed mm-hmm. meeting and for it to be leaked out. I'm not saying what was said yeah. was proper, but... But I just want to very quickly, you know, just kind of visit this issue with going at looking at yesterday's um, uh, royal, you know, the, the royal wedding and and the, and the and the 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 sermon delivered by by mm-hmm. um, um, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Curry, who actually has a significant Buffalo some roots, Buffalo roots, where he where he said and 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 he he brought in he brought in some issues from uh, from uh, you know Martin Luther King, but what he what he said. Uh, yesterday was imagine governments and nations where love is the way imagine imagine this tired old world when we we love 
is, is the way. And I think that that's where we really need to, to, to start going. And, and people say things that maybe they shouldn't say. People do things that maybe they don't. But when they apologize, I think we, mm-hmm. should, we should let it go. Well, hopefully this is a start here. We've got uh, uh, all three of us work for the county legislature. Uh, Tim's a Democrat. Uh, Brian, you and I are Republicans. And, boy, there's a lot of love in this room. Can't you can you feel the love tonight or warm, this afternoon? Anyway, let's, uh, as promised, we've got about four minutes left. Let's try again as many phone calls as we can. Let's go to John on a cell phone who's been holding on forever. John, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Conversation. Um, uh, first, two points. First one is this uh, radio uh, Laurel and, and Yanni thing. Mm-hmm. I think the way you presented it, I think it's a very thin metaphor to compare it to this political discussion. Okay. Re- the reason is this. The way you staged the question, you've, you've formed an answer. You said, do you hear A or B? The way to do it scientifically, I'm an engineer. The way to do it is, we're going to play this for you, what do you hear? And then you've got a true real answer they could have said the beatles they could have said denise who knows so it's it doesn't apply the way you put it out well well but the point is i think when when people play that i i think it is asked what do you hear and some people hear laurel and other people hear yanni regardless i mean the 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 metaphor is towards towards politics you do you agree with me that um uh the majority of people out there are predisposed when they hear a fact uh, about President Trump to go one way or the other. Yes, that that includes me. We're, we're all icebergs, okay? Most of what we we re- relying on is below the surface. So mm-hmm. we're all we're all going to respond based on our full life experience. I get that. I'm just saying that scientifically, when you certainly put out there, you're going to force a choice. Now, and, and, and and I like the iceberg metaphor. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to steal that, and I won't give you attribution. <laughs> Okay, that, that won't be the first time. <laughs> I want my, here's my bigger point, and and this really bugs me. The, the the bias in the media, and let's face it, it's all over the world. We have it here, and it's kind of like fighting in the Coliseum. We're all there. We all see. Everybody knows the truth. We know who the who's the, on this side, who's on that side. Mm-hmm. The bigger thing that needs to be discussed to me is this. I really resent the fake news moniker. And the, the people in power going out and uh, eradicating the, the the keepers of liberty, which is the press, both eyes, mm-hmm. ears, mouth. You know, Hamilton said, I think it was him, that if you give me a choice between government or free press, I'll choose the free press. And I think what the what the president administration is trying to do is the same thing that dictators and demagogues throughout history have done. If you want to control the people control the information source, destroy the stream of information and those people whose job it is to keep to keep sunlight on the activity. And I think that's what we're all missing, and I think that's what needs to really be discussed because there's a huge cancer on this society relative to that topic, and it seems to me that it's very dangerous. Well said, John. John, you're an engineer? Yes. Ever take a political science course? I just follow. No, I follow oh. politics. I read, you know, I read stuff, listen to stuff all the time, and I, I watch Fox occasionally. Like I'll give Shepard Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he really tries to mm-hmm. be professional down the middle. I, I, I would agree with you, um, man. Uh, I'm sitting here with a couple of people who, like me, teach political science, and here's an engineer coming in and schooling us. Uh, uh, agreed or disagree? I agree. 
Yeah, it's something. John, John please don't call again. <laughs> John, thank you. Thank you for that call. Great call. Unfortunately, we've got less than a minute left, uh, so we're not going to be able to get to any of our other callers. I apologize profusely, but, but the calls we've had are excellent calls. Tim, Tim, uh, this has been a, been a good experience. Uh, uh, final thoughts. Thank you for... <laughs> Love the night. Thank you, Joe. Joe, <laughs> shut that off. Stop it. Anyway. Thank you for inviting me in. I uh, enjoyed the experience. Brian uh, Brian Polliner, Dr. Brian Polliner. I, I thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts with you. Yeah, I, and I think we'll do this again. The number of callers, I, I, I think we got into, them. like I say, we only got into a few areas that, uh, that I wanted to get into, but I thought we had some excellent reaction from our callers. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.